0: everybody to papa spice's hot takes with hands and harry how is everybody out there in internet land doing we hope you are doing well on this fine eve or day or afternoon whenever you choose to listen to us morning it's all good brunch
1: uh harry how you doing tonight buddy you know papa i'm doing wonderful i'm a little bit better than you um before we start recording uh Greg might have had a little freak out on uh how to press record <laughs> because there's been a recent update and there's too many buttons on uh on the commander screen. So good thing we're not flying the Starship Enterprise, otherwise we'd be going down.
0: I mean, look, it's only one of the most important buttons. Why would you hide it in the more section? I mean, come um, on. It's just it's nonsense. Maybe you
1: can click and drag. Maybe you can edit your home screen. Who knows? Yeah, who's got time for that? Yeah, Nobody but, got time um, for that. But no, I'm doing great. Uh, really excited for today's pod, um, in regards to discussing movies I've never seen. So that's, that's always fun and exciting, but yeah, just, you know, everything's exciting in, in, in Harryland today, except for the fact that my football team, Liverpool FC lost today. So, uh, I'm just trying to cover the tears that I have right now. Um, the more I think about it, I get upset. So, um, hands how what's, what's good with you?
2: I think you need to become a fan of a real team, like like Leeds. Um oh. <laughs> shout out Sean. Uh yeah, I I am I'm or actually, Wrexham. Yeah, or Wrexham, yeah. Get ready. Right. Um uh, learn Alabama Wednesday night, ten o'clock. Uh, no, Wrexham, I'm damn near uh, killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. Uh, My week is very much thrown off because um, we are recording early. Normally we record on Wednesdays, but Mm. uh, we are on Monday night, which um, I will be in Disney and surprise um, Mm. come Wednesday night. So uh, yeah, and my it just really like I sat down before recording. I'm like, all right, nice, nice Wednesday night. And it's just Monday. So but you know, almost there. I had a thunderstorm roll by. It was nice. Mm-hmm. So nice. nice Big little, facts nice, but you little know rainy what? night.
0: We don't skimp for our listeners cuz even though it's Monday, we're going to give out Wednesday vibes, all right? It's going to be Wednesday <laughs> energy. Big Wednesday. Wednesday my dude. The way.
2: By the time by the time everyone starts listening is happy Friday. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Or Saturday or Sunday, you know. yeah, it's whenever
2: whenever you're listening. Uh
0: besides Zoom hiding buttons on me. Um mm. yeah, everything else has gone pretty well. Uh nothing nothing major in gregland to report but um new place know, coming just, along uh yeah it is um getting settled and and all of that jazz got a little invite that went out to some some buds for uh an upcoming wrestling pay-per-view because i uh i am a fan of pro wrestling so hopefully
2: who isn't? will have some attendees there hmm. who isn't i who isn't i i dabble every oh, yeah, sure. a while you but do i fan. see the tweets
0: you don't talk about it but i see the tweets on the low <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> I, I follow along that's mm-hmm. right. if you yeah if you follow me on twitter you'll see me you'll see me uh tweet about wrestling and uh my lost rewatch that i'm currently going through Ugh. Mm-hmm. whatever i oh, don't even say that bro get your cat out of the face uh
0: all right yeah exactly. <laughs> all right so we are here because we figured it was time for another edition of Never Have I Ever. Seen. Bam, bam. We gotta get some. Uh, we gotta get some music. Like a this. soundboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta. Like there's like the here. Don't give. Don't give Greg too many more. Bu- too much. Too many buttons. Sorry. Get. Let's let's, let's not get too overwhelming here. <laughs>
2: I like well, those well, soundboards. You would Zoom. download. You would download yes. like, with the Arnold soundboards like in the early two thousands. Oh my God, that like, was the best. Call, I had a call one people on my with phone. them.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, <clears throat> each of us, for those that have never heard one of these episodes before, uh, one person is in the hot seat, and the other two members of the team pick a movie that that person has never seen before. Typically, a movie that's well known and or near and dear to us. So, Harry, you were in the hot seat this time. We did a that's full right. rotation. You're back, baby. Uh, what movies? Did you watch?
1: Yeah. So, um the two movies that I watched was Racerhead, um David Lynch's <laughs> uh, awful movie and Twin Peaks. Now, I'm kidding. Um uh, I watched uh <laughs> Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon uh from Ang Lee uh made in 2000 or it came out in 2000, I guess it was made uh, before then. And uh Tommy Boy from 1995 directed by Peter Siegel Segal who knows? Siegel um, I think Seagal. Seagal. all right oh seagull 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 so like yeah J- like jason uh, yeah those were the two movies um i i think uh the folks at home can probably tell if you're uh, a long time listener which one was picked <laughs> by who um i but, even think uh, if you
2: listen if you even if you don't listen and like you know us who probably yes has what? that's fair <laughs> yes that's fair. That's probably you have even the vaguest well. knowledge of our personalities. Um, <laughs> so yeah,
1: how about how about we get started with a little bit of um, more of a, a little bit more prestige here, and we'll go with a uh, crouching <laughs> tiger, hidden oh, dragon. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I almost I almost wanted to I missed one wanted <laughs> the joke and, and, and kid, um, but yeah, the, the the action adventure drama about a young Chinese warrior. Steals a sword from a famed swordsman, then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. Um, so, uh, I believe Greg, you had talked about this film. Uh, in was it action movies? I think, or yes. what was what was the fave five? So it was action? Yeah, it was action. Um, As I mentioned, this was directed by uh, by Ang Lee, um, who's done, you know, Life of Pi, uh, Brokeback Mountain, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Gemini Man. um, Don't forget.
2: Don't forget the big one.
1: Don't forget the big one. I won't forget the big one. Go ahead. Hulk. Hulk, uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, yeah, so he's uh, I would say Ang Lee is very well known for. Uh, very picturesque movies, very, very beautiful movies, very well done movies, in my opinion. He has a very a style uh, that I would say is pretty easy to tell. And that's that's all over this movie, in my opinion. Um, the movie was nominated for 10 Oscars. So talking about that prestige, as we as we love to talk about, or at least I love to talk about. I think you guys just encourage me and say, go for it. Ar. Um it won four Oscars for cinematography, original score, uh, best international feature. Back then, it was foreign language, uh, but I just, you know, best foreign, uh, best international, and uh, best set design, or I think it was art direction or whatever it was. Um, uh, Greg, since you're the uh, since you're the guy who's seen it the most, feel free to correct me as I go through the uh, actors' names. Uh, we have uh, Chow young fat who plays mm-hmm. Master Lee Mubai, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Michelle the the goddess uh the queen Michelle Yeoh mm. uh as uh, Yu, Yushun Yu Yu Lin I think uh and then we have uh, uh, I'm
0: sorry uh uh Yu Shu Lin
1: Yushu Lin, Lin. Um, Yep. and then there uh, you go. thank you um and then we have a uh, Zhang Ziyi uh mm-hmm. who plays uh who plays Jen uh, I think she gets called that in the movie so I'm just going to going like a like Jeun? a zh yeah
2: oh, was it john you
1: maybe maybe it was the uh i was, was her just... jen. well yeah, maybe it was the i mean it's spelled was... jen that's the thing it's like sometimes when you're reading subtitles you don't even like think about what you're hearing sometimes and, right uh that's right. probably it and then uh chang chen who played uh low or dark cloud <laughs> um <laughs> he's kind of the mysterious uh gentleman who shows up halfway through the movie um So this, uh, I don't know if I mentioned also as well, I think this place, this, this takes place in, uh, yeah, Chinese, in ancient China, um, Chinese warrior. Um, And it was interesting jumping into this movie because I I almost felt like I was transported into a universe slash a story that I was playing a little bit of catch up in. Um, I whenever I whenever I watch and I, this isn't just with um international movies or, or movies with a with a different language but sometimes when you're watching a strong British accent movie I usually figure like this is like the Guy Ritchie movies when like you see them in theater and it takes you like five or ten minutes to like sort to get um acquired to it it wasn't anything to do with the language in this it was just kind of the story it felt like almost like these people obviously had a history um <clears throat> especially uh um, M- Michelle Yeoh's character and, and uh, Chow Yun-Fat's character. Um, and it, it kind of just jumps right into it and kind of continues the story. And I, I don't think anything's left out, but it, I wouldn't. I almost wanted to pause, rewind, you know, because, you know, you're sitting down at home and, and that's always the tough part when you're sitting down at home. The wife's working overnight. She's texting me. I'm trying to focus on this film. I'm like, I'll talk to you in two hours, lady. Um, nice. so yeah kick her to the curb so, exactly so, crossing tires on baby yeah so that that's kind of the uh, you know and then um, you know Michelle Yeoh is tasked with with taking the sword um, I forget exactly Greg you might be able to correct me with the uh, the group who she takes the sword to is it like the capital um, or yeah she, she certain... takes it to Beijing and
0: uh, Surté yeah. just to, to kind of they wanted to yeah. give
1: it to him but he's like
0: well yes. it's a I'll just watch it, you know. Yeah, he safe. was
1: going to be the the protector or the uh, right, the watcher so. of the sword. If I um, could just cut in, yeah,
2: worst guy for the job because <laughs> this thing disappears like yeah. a hot minute until after, like he he's in possession of it.
1: Yeah. Well, it he is... also
2: had the
0: thief sleeping under his roof. You know. Yeah, doesn't
1: matter. Not great security goof. over there. Um, <laughs> okay, <Sorry>. but uh. <laughs> so um yeah as chris mentioned the sword is kind of being stolen but returned and there's kind of you know everybody kind of wants this uh sword the sword of destiny um which is a killer name love that um that's how you know you have an important uh important sword um and you kind of start figuring it out and you know it's kind of shown to you earlier on that it's uh that it's zen. Zen, zen is that what we said we're not going Jen, right? It's Sean, John, sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Um, And so that that's kind of where the movie starts to kind of pick up. Um, And I would say that's probably maybe about the first third uh, of the movie where this is kind of, you know, setting you up into this. So so Papa, you know, obviously you mentioned this was on your fave five uh, for action movies. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, But any other reason why this was uh, was a choice for you for me this time around?
0: uh quick quick one more quick correction uh it is not the sword of destiny it is uh, oh my goodness the green destiny the The green Green destiny
1: Destiny? come on okay all right all right that's on me that's on me (laughs) that's on me the green destiny apologies Um, apologies to the sword no no it's
0: all good yeah so man when we talk about action movies obviously this is this is a top tier i think i mentioned before but um you know, I'm a big kung fu movie uh, guy, uh, martial arts movie guy in general, but kung fu as a subgenre, and then a subgenre of that subgenre is wuxia. Um, this is the pinnacle of wuxia movies. Wuxia would be, uh, you know, <clears throat> kung fu movies where they have kind of exaggerated or heightened powers, you know, and in, in this movie in particular they're flying right. around uh you know you you kind of see um it's not overt but there's there's a sense that there is a, a mastery of chi especially uh when uh mu is um healing jean at at the end after she had been drugged he's kind of doing the motion transferring chi to her um to kind of kick her out of that drugged stupor but uh but yeah uh, you know wuxia love the movies this is the pinnacle of that and this is the best um, the best way I can describe this movie is just Kung Fu meets art house. Like it's just Mm. such a stunning movie. I mean, the action so well done, everything just flows like water. It's like, you're, you're watching a work of art. Like, sure. You know, there's, there's violence in there, but there's beauty in that violence. It's just, um, it's, Almost breathtaking to behold. and I, I truly mean that. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous. Um part of that is the the fight choreography by Wen um, who is a legend in his own right. You know, uh, he has done a ton of movies that I love,, um, you know, uh, in terms of fight choreography, um, Fearless with Jet Lee, Kill Bill Volume Two, Iron Monkey with Donna Yen. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle, Steve, another Stephen Chow movie we talked about, uh, Shaolin Soccer before, Fist of Legend, Once Upon a Time in China, One and Two, Drunken Master, The Matrix. I mean, the guy is just an absolute master. Uh, and, you know, his action uh, choreography in this really, really pays dividends. Um, it's just, man, it's this movie elicits so many feelings from me, but again, that, that one word that keeps coming back is just beauty. The score, Mm. the cinematography, you know, you mentioned set design, all that stuff. Like an amazing movie. Isn't just something you watch. It transports you into that world. And that's exactly what this does. And it's funny, Harry, that you mentioned, you know, you feel like you're almost kind of playing a little bit of catch up when you first jump in. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, but you know, another great movie that does that star Wars, the first one, a new hope. Like that's, it's the same thing. It's like, Oh, what's going on. There's, there's a galactic empire and rebels and starships and Jedi. And you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's the same thing here. Like you don't get to see Wu dang mountain until the very end, which is, Mm -hmm. you know uh, it's referenced heavily throughout the movie because that's where um Mubai and, and his master were trained, and um, Jade Fox was uh, trying to get the training from Wudang Mountain and all this stuff. Um, so you know it's kind of this mythical place uh, up until the very end, and it's one of those where it's like you just kind of have to use your imagination to to fill out the blanks. And and even with doing that, you know you already know the prestige of that that place just in the way it's talked. The score by Tandun Absolutely stunning with a uh, famed celloist Yo-Yo Ma um, performing in it. Yo. Abs- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I just love this movie so much. Some other things. Uh, Limu Bai as a, a main character. Um, very altruistic and very stoic. And that's something I feel like you don't get in good guy leads nowadays like everybody's kind of got shades of gray or or you know catchphrases that they like to spout out or whatever yeah li mubai not so much he's again you know i think stoic is a is a word that encapsulates that but there's never any ulterior motives with him and you know he just he's a good dude that wants the best it's like yeah wudang mountain never trains women but he sees someone that he can pass the sum of his knowledge onto uh with that being um you know zhang zhi's character uh, Zhang yu and you know even if she's misguided he keeps pursuing her to um to kind of win her over and, and bring her to his side and speaking of which female empowerment man i mean it's, it's uh something that you don't see a ton of in kung fu and wuxia movies but in here you've got two characters, uh, Michelle Yeoh's Yushu Lin. And, uh, again, you know, Zhang Ziyi's Zhang Yu and both of those, although on different courses, uh, of life, um, are about that, that freedom and that empowerment, you know, Yushu Lin, uh, she, she has been a wanderer and a fighter and, um, she she kind of wants to settle down with the love of her life, um, if he should ever acknowledge that. Uh, and you know, she kind of seeks the freedom of of being able to live her life her way now that she's kind of grown tired of the wandering ways and she's yeah. kind of seen it all. And uh Zhang Yu, um, she is just kind of beginning her life in a sense. Uh, she's a bride to be and She wants the freedom of being able to make her own choices and go out on adventures and, and, you know, do what she wants. And it's, she's kind of doing what she can to, to make that happen and, and fight against the, the hand that was dealt to her. So Mm. it's very interesting and it's, it's very cool to see. Um. I could go on more about this, but those are you know kind of my initial thoughts, and I just man, I, I love this movie so much. Yeah, for those, uh, for those Hans, listening
1: at home, uh, Papa, huge huge <laughs> Crouching Tiger and Dragon fan.
0: Yes,
2: Hans, What are your thoughts on Crouching Tiger? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. First thing, I didn't realize that this came out in two thousand, so this is mm. twenty two years old. Um, I remember that I've only seen this movie one other time. And it was during like a film class in college. Um, nice. Shout
1: out film classes.
2: It was like maybe 2004, so I didn't see it in theaters. Um, it actually, I think, this got released right before I started working at the movie theater. Um, but you know, I, I watched it. <clears throat> I watched it in college. Um, I, I I remember. I feel like I liked it a lot more the first time I saw it, and when I watched it this time, I just feel like, I, and man, I don't even want to have this conversation. I, I think oh, that well. I I get, I don't get ready to get ripped up. <laughs> I don't remember it being as good as I thought it was. I'm sorry. I well, thought it wasn't as good as I thought it was when it was when I first saw it. Okay,
1: you had it now, at a higher position than yes. When you, I when okay, I first saw remember, it, I
2: was like, okay. "Wow, this is great." I don't know. Now, now here's like, why you're wrong. If, yeah, <laughs> okay, so, it's... and and it's just like I I forgot a lot about it and i I, a lot of the story like again i haven't seen it in in 18 years so it's like i i feel like there was a lot of some of the story that like actually a lot of story that i forgot like really who was in this movie and um and the i i think the one thing i took away from this movie is putting it like as an action movie which i thought the choreography in this movie was phenomenal I love martial arts movies like this, like The Raid. I, these are kind of movies that I that I do like, and I I feel like what's the one saying? Like I feel like Crouching Tiger, like the choreography in this was, uh, it walked so the Raid could run, because the Raid is much more intense and and crazy. But yeah. I, I think that it's more Crouching Tiger was more of a um, like a more popular release into like American cinema. I feel like more it got I got. They put it on the map for modern day martial arts movies. Um, I mean, there was for sure a, a whole. There's like decades of of previous movies that came out before. But I mean, outside of like Enter the Dragon and a couple, and like Bruce Lee, I don't think uh, you, uh, people could name Mart like a handful of martial arts movies that came out before two thousand. <laughs>
0: The the success of this movie, both critically and financially, I can name three right away that dropped after this, where it was <clears throat> Hero with Jet Li and Um uh House of Flying Daggers with Zhang Ji and uh, uh Curse of the Golden Flower. And all three of those never would have seen American release had it right. not been for this.
2: Yeah. And I think that and, and I think that snowballed into more martial arts movies being released because it put um, at least it brought familiarity familiarity with like Chow Yun Fat with me, Michelle Yeoh, and mm-hmm. I like I understand the importance. Like as a as a as a more modern day martial arts fan, I appreciate this movie because it did it did it did pave the way. Um, I just I I think going back and watching it 18 years later, I wasn't as like blown away watching it, and and like I thought the story like you know the love stories involved with it were 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 good. Um, I, I thought. And I don't. That's why I'm like Jen's storyline. Like I forgot about that whole flashback thing where I feel like it took up, I feel like it took up part of the movie. And for a second, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I I don't know if I miss if I mistook it. Like like they were on I, the like, set of I, the
1: Mummy, I think for that one, and they were. Uh, <laughs> well, they were it is to be
2: fair. It is a decent chunk of the film. Yeah. Yeah, and and nothing, and and I'm not taking away like anything from the storytelling, like because I know a lot of people like and you you guys both love the story with it. I feel like it went all over. They like went. It went a lot of different places really quick. Because when it did the gen flash, I'm gonna call her Jen. Um, when uh, <laughs> when it showed that flashback, I kind of was like, "Oh shoot, we're in the desert now." Like now, like we're starting a whole different. Like, and I just got like, I think I was watching it. and I'm like, I don't know if I if I watched it with like, like right away. Like I thought, now did her. Her lover guy, did he like kidnap her or she just kept oh. trying to get the comb? Right? He took like, an item yeah, of hers it was- and
1: she chased him down.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I think I may have like maybe missed like a good two, three minutes of that where like she was in the cave with him. And I'm like, does she have like, is she like getting like Stockholm syndrome? Cause this is like, I, de- I thought he was keeping her there. And I got, and I th- that's why I was like, wait a minute. Like, it- that's not what happened. And it
0: was like half serious, half playful.
2: Like, right. yo,
0: that's mine. Give me that. Also, also,
1: whenever he, like, tried to let her loose, she, like, either tried to run away or fight him. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was gonna kill herself going out on the desert alone, so.
2: Right. And all that for a comb? (laughs) Like come on
1: but it was hers
2: (laughs) it was hers that's right it
1: it had significant meaning to her
0: some of that also may have been you know given given what we find out later in the film that she had been studying the secret techniques all of these years maybe uh and maybe this is just me reading too much into it but maybe she just wanted to test her prowess and was like hey i'm not anybody to be messed with so
2: Right. I don't know. Um, I started, like, laughing when they're in the desert and they're not even, like, really fighting. They're just rolling around. And I'm like, mm. oh, my God. Like, this, like, how long is this going to go? Like, this, I feel like this is going to go, like, this was going to, like, roll into, like, nighttime, and you're going to see, like, th- something pops up, like, two weeks later and they're still fighting in the sand. Um, and, But I kind of had a feeling, like, you know, that they were going to end up. Like, I feel like Jen's story was very predictable through this movie. And, like, I, I kind of was on her the first couple minutes you meet her and then like i knew where her story was going to go with like you know having to wanting her own life and which, one of the funniest scenes that i've seen in this movie is when the guy runs during the uh, wedding and just like starts screaming and fighting people i'm like can you imagine if that happens like in real life like that that dude that dude would have got would have got just beat up like mercifully Um, and then, but, but no, he runs away, he climbs a roof and they all just stare at him like, Oh, Oh, he got away. Um, I I just thought I was cracking up through, through all that, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I thought her story was a little like, I liked that it wasn't, she wasn't a typical like, she wasn't like a typical like royalty or, or like a, uh, like a, like a rich girl who wants like more, and like want like she actually like backs it up. Like she actually has the skills, which normally, I feel like in these kind of movies, they're just like kind of run away and they just get in the way of of the main story. And it, it's like she's basically the main story of the movie where she's v- trained very well, um, especially like the the Jade Fox she, you know, the relationship with her and the Jade Fox. and. How it carries out with um with Michelle Yeoh's character, which I it's one of my favorite martial arts scenes is when they're fighting when, um, Jen has Green Destiny and is and just basically is going through all of Michelle Yeoh's weapons. Um, yes, I thought that was yeah. well choreographed. I thought that I thought a lot of the fights in this movie were were great. I didn't know Michelle Yeoh outside because I didn't see everything everywhere all at once yet. I didn't know she was like big in like action movies. Like I don't feel like for some reason I felt like she wasn't like an action star. And then I like think back on movies, like she was in a bond movie. Like she was in a couple different, like, like action movies where I'm like, Oh, okay. Side
0: note, side note <laughs> to that. Did you see this, the, you know, little blurb that broke recently about her and Quentin Tarantino? No. Tarantino said
1: yeah, she he, he was she originally wanted...
0: going to cast her and kill bill, but then he thought it would be too unbelievable for Uma Thurman to beat her. So he yeah. didn't,
2: Cause yeah. she was supposed to be Oren Ishii, right? I guess it's mm-hmm. who we want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I looked at like her IMDb, and I'm like, for some reason, I just felt like she, like, in my mind, she wasn't like an action star. But there's like, I've seen her in movies like Sunshine, and she's in the Cloverfield Paradox, and 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 movies like that where it's they're not like action movies. They're you know, mm-hmm. they're just kind of sci-fi, sci-fi dramas. And uh, no, it was good to actually see like at least. See her in this, like it, it, I do. Want to check out everything, everywhere, all at once, one of these days. Great movie, mm-hmm. so I've heard. Um, but she's been around we'll a while. See? You don't tell like she, me. I feel like she hasn't. She hasn't aged. I feel like she looks the same in everything. No. we all at once as she does in Crouching Tiger. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, she looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I love as a, as a martial arts movie. I love the action, the choreography with the fights in this. Um, I, I thought I wasn't as as i don't know like the one thing i will say i will i will say bad about the choreography is why when like i didn't like the floating of it looked like they were walking up invisible steps um and it just looked silly and it took me out of it i don't know why i was like especially when michelle Yo's running in some scene they're running like a mile and a half an hour or like and they're just running so slow and she's just like like I just I don't know. Look goofy, but that's the that's
1: the that's the whoosha. That's what that's what Greg right. was talking about. Like yeah, I understand, but I, but I but I,
2: but I don't have that background knowledge. And neither did it I. Just, I, like, I waited until Greg told me about it, and I wrote <laughs> whoosha. Well, I'm I thought... glad that Greg explained it. And, and <laughs> it looks like they're walking up invisible steps. It was just very Fair slow enough. moving, and I understand. Like it was practical, so you're yeah. not going to have like you're not going to like zing actors all over the place, and like it, it, that's just a, a nightmare waiting to happen. But I just thought in certain parts it was I was it kind of took me out of it where I'm like, I don't remember hmm. it being like looking this silly. But when there's actual fighting and they're not running and chasing each other up the steps, um I it's I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: see I, I, I gotta bounce back off your point at the end there, hands because I felt like it was very effortless and it was almost like a ballet or like a play, and it was it was it's elegant. Well, yeah, elegant. Great word, Greg. Um, and that's that's how I felt with the fighting in this. And uh, it kind of it kind of worked for me because like we were talking about some other movies and like we you mentioned the raid and it's like it has a total different feeling of of le- non grittiness and just like, like Greg mentioned elegant, which just is such a nice word to just describe this. and And I think the way it's filmed, the way it's styled, the way the actors are like none of them. Like even like when some parts are funny, like when the sword's getting stolen for like the third time, and <laughs> uh they you know the one actor's like, dude, we gotta like I gotta figure out what's going on with this um it's just uh I just, I don't know i uh, I kind of enjoyed that more than um I, it had a different style and uh, I appreciate that for sure and
2: and like I said, Greg explained it very well, so maybe you know, just with that, but I just went watching it after eighteen years. I was like, this is a little silly. Like they're staying yeah, on a fun. They're standing on a tree branch that should be that should snap. And they're just oh, like
1: glad you mentioned that because man, I remember I think growing up, well, I, I definitely grew up. Um, and you would get the DVDs you and, be, and you would go to Blockbuster and you would get the DVDs and they'd have the previews. And I remember Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon being on all of them. And for some reason, I just never was interested. And I'm glad I actually watched it when I was older or not when I was younger because I might feel the way Hanratty feels about the movie. Um, <laughs> it's on a Bob take. No, that's not a shot. It's just, you know. Um, and I just remember them fighting in the trees and it seemed like the whole movie took place in trees and like it's not, there's nothing in trees until yes. like the last like, yes. 15 minutes. I it's thought just, the
2: same thing too. Like I, I remember one scene, like I don't know if this is Mandela effect, but I remember yeah. one scene that I feel like was not in this movie, but I, but I swear to God, it is in my mind, and I've seen it on. There's probably a four-hour cut out there somewhere.
1: You,
0: well, you might also be thinking of uh, House of Flying Daggers because there is like a significant amount of fighting that takes place probably. in like forests in there. So mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's got I, I, I'm, also.
2: I'm not sure. Maybe it, it could have been. Maybe I'm thinking of right. like. I don't know, but uh thinking a point break. I'd but like no, to I...
0: also add one other thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh I am a sucker. Uh and this is you know, probably because of it being so prevalent in anime, but I'm a sucker for unrequited love stories. Mm. And the the like unrequited really... love story that. Uh, <laughs> the unrequited love story between um, Lee Mubai and Yushu Lian, Uh just, you know, it's so, man, it's just, it, it, it's like giving me goosebumps now, but like, you know, the first time that we see uh, Mubai and he, um, you know, he's sitting with uh, Yu Shulian and, and talking with her and he's like, you know, I, I came to this place in my meditation and I was just, it was totally empty, but there were, there was something that was pulling me back. You know, there was a sorrow and, you know, he kind of gives her a knowing look like it was you, but you know, mm. those words aren't ever said. It's all body language. And in that eye contact, it's all in there. And she knows. Um, And, you know, even, you know, the very end spoiler alert, damn, getting goosebumps. But like he, he is dying. Limu Bai is dying of poison. And, you know, she's like, save your breath, save your energy. And he's like, no, I have one breath left and I'm going to correct the mistake that I made before. And I'm going to tell you that I love you. So emotional um, in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so beautiful. And you know, again, that's look, an unrequited love story. That's not exactly a new trope or anything. Well, by, by definition, if it's a trope, it's not new, but um, it's not it's not a, it's not a, a new concept. Uh, so but they just do it so well in here. Just again, like everything else, it's just beautiful. It's so well done. And, you know, getting to see that that completion. I'm a sucker for happy endings. This doesn't have a happy ending in wow. in my regard anyway. And I still love it so very much.
1: Interesting. Um, Interesting your feelings they, on that, considering how low you scored La La Land, Papa. So, La <laughs>
2: <Dude, blah, laughs> yeah, La Land's sure. like La La Land, blah blah Dude, blah, land. blah 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 <laughs> blah, <land. laughs> blah 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 Um, I they're they're not, I, I love their um Michelle Yeoh and 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 uh, Chai Yuen Fat. I love their um chemistry together. Like there's mm. there's definitely tension. They're not on
1: screen a lot together either.
2: They're um, not. Mm-hmm. But there's a like when they're on screen, there's tension between them, like where it's like you it it's you could tell that there's definitely feelings between the two of them, and I think they 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 play that off so well, and and they're really good when they're on screen. They they work well together. Um, so yeah, but I see I'm a sucker for unhappy endings, so I this was right (laughs) up my alley. Five hundred days of summer, shout out. Yes,
0: (laughs) yeah, for sure. There's just a tinge of jealousy too with. Yushu when she sees Mubai wants to kind of take on Jean Yu as an apprentice, and yeah. you know she's like, "Well, what you know, what does he want with you?" And and not that she thinks it's anything appropriate, but it's like he could be Damn, spending his days me. with me, yeah,
2: you know, yeah, yeah, delivering sure. swords to people. <laughs>
1: Um, I was gonna yeah use the word elegance. I felt the fighting went uh, along with the elegance of the movie really well, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier. Um, I I wrote down and and you mentioned it a little bit, Greg too, that the fight choreographer. What did you say his name was? I'm sorry. Wen Wu Ping. Wen Wu Ping. Uh, he had uh, it was very Matrix-like in just the way it, it kind of had that feeling, not in like the same you know, uh, brutish way, but it just, you know, you could tell kind of the same choreographers there. So that was also all the actors did their own stunts. Um, they just use CGI to remove the wires. So shout out to that. Um, big fan of that. Um, I thought the Jade Fox was an interesting side plot. It kind of helps, you know, bring all the characters kind of together, um, you know, with finding out that, uh, that, uh, Jin Yu, um is kind of working with jade fox um that you know mumbai uh he also had uh like his previous uh master like killed by jade fox and so i thought i thought it was just interesting um that was the only word i could use for it i mean jade fox kind of gets uh her revenge there as greg mentioned towards the end um as as much as as much as hands didn't enjoy the flashback or, or thought, you know, we're gonna be in the desert for a while. Um, it wasn't like Dune, they weren't in the desert forever. Um, but uh really, really enjoyed the flashback uh with 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 that. I really wish we would have maybe gotten a uh uh Yushu Lin and Mumbai uh Li Mumbai uh flashback. I think that would have added to their story a little bit more. Um not I wonder if it was just because I wanted like, but maybe that's also the beauty of it is like, you never really explore their, their love, you know, or their, you know, um, their story so much. So I would, as much as I would have enjoyed it, I wonder if that was uh, purposefully done, um, you know, to do that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, I loved, uh, we, we mentioned the, uh, the, the, the gene, what did I say, Jean? What am I saying? John, um, Jean, and Shu uh, Len uh, fight a lot, as as Hans mentioned. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that um, girl. You know, girl power, uh, girl. You know, lady empowerment, all that good stuff in there uh, for one hundred. Um, and as Greg mentioned, you know, damn, love never explored. Um, you know, don't waste don't waste your life uh, thinking about what you could have done or what you could have said. You know, go out there and say it. You know, spend that time wisely because you never know when it'll come. Um
0: you never know
1: when you'll be hit by a poison dart. Yeah. And we had we had we had Chow Yun Fat. I I really wish there would have been like a couple more darts. Like not that like he got so many and it was just that one, like maybe a couple more in there. Um, but that was that was that that was a little bit sad to see. He went
2: out, he went out with a dart, a poison dart. Like I wanted him to go out with like go out like brutally. It, well,
0: it's wild too, because like as much as I've there's seen so this much movie, brutality I...
2: in this movie,
1: so yeah, that makes <laughs> sense Hans.
0: as much as I've seen this movie, I always forget I always forget that Jade Fox wasn't aiming for him. he she was aiming yeah. for Jean Yu because she was pissed that John Yu had been training in secret and never never sharing those secrets with Jade what Fox. a move, by the she way. had surpassed what a what,
1: her. a what a move. Just yeah. keeping that to yourself. So smart. Yeah. So one day rise up, you know, you know, who could have used something like that, you know, that would have made a lot of sense for star Wars. They, You know, I saw a lot of not similarities, but a lot of like, you know, Padawan emperor, you know, whatever Jedi master here with it. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, taken from, from the Chinese culture, I'm sure for, for sure in that, but um. Yeah, such a smart move. I was so I was so su- surprised with that. I was like, "Nice, you just kept that to yourself." <laughs> she couldn't read, and you said, "I'm taking this." <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, did you guys have any other? I mean, I know Papa could go on all night long. Hands anything we didn't touch on with 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 Crouching Tiger for you in regards to this?
2: I I mean I don't think so. We we kind of covered it. if I. If... Maybe off the maybe I'll rewatch it and just kind of clear another my night 20, and, and give it give years. it another eighteen years. I'll give you another, uh, n- another uh whatever episode we did on the pod. We'll uh we'll go rewatch this in eighteen years. I'll 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 revisit yeah. it. If you um, and Finn sit
1: down when he's twenty. He'll be twenty then. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll probably love it. No, he won't because it doesn't have a talking car in it. Um, I will say and the, the one this the one last thing, and I'm a sucker for like, when I watch movies, there's, I always think about things that like props that I would love to own from, yeah. from sets. Mm. Dude, I want, I want the green destiny sword. Like I would, I would kill to have a, a replica of that in my house. Um, I'm not a sword collector uh, by any means. I don't own, I own kitchen knives, but You're um, not a blacksmith. At, at, yeah, I'm not a black. So I don't, I don't, I don't own any, anything that can be considered a weapon, but um, so I, but I, I that sword is 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 pretty badass. Um, what I think about those two like-
1: things on your uh, on your arms, my dude? You don't own any weapons at home?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it, Jack Johnson, and uh? Oh, I, I don't know the other one. Something <laughs> I was Jack referring O'Reilly. to his
1: fists for those. Yeah, listening and yeah. It. I'm
2: sorry, I forgot. We're on video. We're on audio now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would love that. And there's like two other swords I'd love to own, but uh, I'm never gonna get them. So yeah, there's that. That's my last thing. I, if I had to rate this, I'd probably go like three, two, five for doing quarter. I know it's a little two, low five for,
1: if we're doing quarter.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a little low. I don't know. I, I don't maybe I have to give it a third shot, but I just I wasn't as <laughs> I mean, you've been I, you know, wrong I, before. Sorry. <laughs> I will. I will. I will go. I will go three and a half based on the action alone carrying it for me. So I'll go three and a half out of five. It's very it's strong
1: fair. in the action, I would say for sure.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Papa, anything? Uh, final thoughts for you before I give my uh, rating.
0: Yeah, just some uh, some additional. Excuse me, some additional trivia. Um, Ooh. Michelle Yeoh. Credit to to her uh, because she did not know Mandarin, which is the the film's native language, and she actually did deliberately did not work for a year prior to filming so she could concentrate on training and learning mandarin um
1: yeah chai and Fat, i believe had trouble with it as well if i'm not mistaken they were all speaking different dialects of mandarin too which i thought was interesting
0: correct uh this oscar winning best score uh was composed by tan Dun. he only had two weeks to compose and record the score. So talk no about way. a tight turnaround. Yeah. And to, to put forth something just so melodically,
1: I'm going to use that word again. Beautiful. Uh, Just, you know what? Amazing. Honestly, it sounds impressive, but man, I crushed some college papers in less than 48 hours <laughs> and might've gotten an A on it. So didn't win any Oscar, but felt like I did. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's that pressure man pressure makes diamonds right that's the that's the saying uh in 2001 this became the first foreign language film to earn over a hundred million in the u.s uh film holds the record for most oscar nominations for a foreign language film along with roma uh which is which is 10 nominations Um, Additionally, it shares the record for most Oscar wins by a foreign language film with Fanny and Alexander from 82 and Parasite from 2019. All three films won four awards. And although I although I don't see it anywhere, I'm pretty sure this was the first um, foreign language film to be nominated in that category as well as Best Picture.
2: Uh, oh, interesting i'm
0: pretty sure i don't i don't know for a fact but if it's not because i don't think the category existed uh up until a certain point so i think that's that's Are how you talking about international in, but... or yeah yeah uh which has varied between that and and yeah, foreign language yeah, film. yeah 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 um oh and one last note too uh the the song uh a love before time which um was also nominated for an Oscar, uh, was played at my wedding. Um, yes, on my Coco Lee. Uh, beautiful. yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. Plays during the credits. Go out of your way, to, yeah. yeah. Uh, give it a listen. Um, just lyrically and, and again, melodically, very, very stunningly beautiful. Uh, so all that said, this should come as no surprise. I rate Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon five out of five. Is it a perfect movie? No, but it's darn near close to it. Uh it's just, you know, it it's top of the line for me and it's
1: Yeah.
0: You know, one of the things I like to say for my 5 out of 5 movies, this goes in the pantheon of all-time cinema greats.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh well said, Papa. Well said. I think Thanks. I think a lot of times with five-star movies which uh I don't know if the next one is uh, is a hand-ready five star, but uh <laughs> it's
0: a handwriting five star it's not a a five star (laughs) it can be it
1: can be a five star from 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 your perspective and uh i i like when uh you know people make their claims for their movies and they just say hey this is a five star movie so um buckle up thank you (laughs) thank you papa for the recommendation it was uh it was it was a lovely, beautiful film, as we've mentioned. Um, I was I was I was happy, and I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I was happy I was a little bit older when I watched it because I think when you know you're in your teens and you got all that teenage angst and all that uh, aggressiveness, you know, you want to see a cool martial arts movie, and this is a little different. It's a little a little slower, more elegant, um, beautifully shot. Uh, I rated this uh, film. Uh, four out of five stars uh for me. So uh I really, really enjoyed it. yeah, yeah. I you know, I I was I was juggling three and a half to four for a little while. And then I was kind of like, well, I wish there was a three point seven five. And uh I was a little bit more generous with this one um in regards <laughs> to the four. So
2: Harry um, would have given it a four Harry would have given it a four and a half, but he was pissed that it didn't uh, it didn't extend the MCU anymore. So. Uh
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it <laughs> didn't it didn't take on the the challenge. There was no tie in. I was upset. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I um, yeah, it was it was it was beautiful. I had a great time. Good, glad you enjoyed. Thanks. Great recommendation. Well, let's
0: let's uh let's talk about the next film. You sat down. Yeah,
1: you hunkered yeah, so, down for. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tommy Boy. Nineteen ninety-five, directed by uh, Peter Peter Segal, Seagal, um, Segal, whatever. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make the joke again, but I just wanted to take a shot at it and just say, hey, is this actually right? I was actually um, thinking of
2: someone else, so it might be Seagal. I I, I might have just been incorrect. In my you know, maybe like, maybe Steven
1: Segal is what we're what we're I thinking about. George um, Siegel, I think. Yeah. George so Seagal. this is uh, a this is a Lorne Michaels production. Um, Lorne Michaels, he doesn't have too many movies, but usually they, they uh, involve a lot of uh, Saturday Night Live uh, characters. Um, what a shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise. Um, movie stars uh, Chris Farley, uh, who plays Tommy, uh, David Spade, who plays Richard. Um, it also stars Brian Dennehy is Big Tom um and then uh those those are kind of the main ones of his uh oh and julie julie warner who plays the love interest of michelle uh in this film and and dan Aykroyd has an appearance uh Bo derrick uh for those those that you who uh are familiar with her work um Bo Derek he was says. also in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe, who goes uh, uncredited for this movie, because he thought it would be a nice surprise for people to just roll yeah. up and be like, "Rob Lowe's in this movie." <laughs> um, so that was an interesting fact uh, about this. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll read the I'll read the tagline uh, for Tommy Boy. It's a it's, an, it's a comedy adventure. It uh, after his auto parts ty- tycoon father dies. Uh, which is uh Brian Dennehy. Uh, he lasts about 30 minutes in the movie before he uh he kicks the bucket. Uh, um, spoiler alert
2: for everyone, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> for this uh, movie, he's like almost, almost uh 30, 30 years, years old. old, yeah. Um, the the and this is in the thing the overweight, underachieving son teams <laughs> up with a snide accountant to try and save the family business. Um, now you know, I've uh for those aren't who aren't familiar with Chris Farley's work, he didn't do too many movies, obviously, because he he passed uh, when he was way too young. We didn't get enough of his work, or um, in regards to that. So, um, but I, I I feel as though Tommy Boy gets confused with Black Sheep a lot of the times, and I think those cool two tea. get blended together because it stars David Spade and Chris Farley, um, produced by you know Lorne Michaels. Uh, I don't think they have the same director, but. Um, are are two, I think, completely, I don't want to say completely different movies, but have completely different tones, I feel to me. I going into this, I felt as though I remember Tommy Boy is being um silly, a little bit, you know, not heartwarming, uh, a little bit out there. And I think that's more of black sheep. Um, I was actually surprised with Tommy Boy how much heart there was in it at, at some at some times. Um and listen, I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like it really catches you off guard. And you know, they they start playing the music. They start, you know, having the moment where Chris Farley stands up straight and he starts saying something heartfelt. Um, it's definitely in there in regards to it. But um, you know, I was I was a little bit surprised uh in in that regard, into how much uh how much it did have, and that kind of, you know, helped me, helped me rate it. You know, there's the scenes with Chris Farley on the boat a lot of the time uh, i think multiple times um where he's uh you know trying to uh and there's some heartfelt scenes there but uh those are a little manufactured in my mind um but yeah basically this is like a, a david spade uh you know who plays richard and and uh chris farley who plays tommy obviously a uh, just road trip movie uh going through uh from ohio to chicago so like up in the midwest uh i guess northern midwest i I don't really know how to describe it but not a super far
0: drive by the way because i've literally done that drive several times
1: yeah it's but it's interesting
2: how like uh, you're muted my guy i know yeah detroit's like around that area is like the motor city so it's i think there's like that's like a strip apparently of like where little brake pads are big
1: yeah well yeah yeah Yeah. the brake pad belt yeah Yeah. the (laughs) brake pad belt so um Ohio is a star of a movie you don't really see that too often um i really this this movie made me really nostalgic for i guess these type of 90s 80s two early 2000s movies where it's just like they're actually like shot like in not a like a studio or like in i mean and don't get me wrong i think there were some areas that were probably shot in studio and i think they did some filming in toronto cuz I read that uh, David Spade and Chris Farley had to like travel there in between doing Saturday Night Live, which they were still cast members on. Which man, talk about uh, being being burnt out. Um, yeah, but uh, but it was nice to just see like you know this car that they're using. I, I know I think we talked a little bit uh, before the pod about Blues Brothers and just how like that movie like just has a feel of like oh yeah they're like really like just out here you know doing these things. This isn't like you know set on like you know, a studio lot nine, you know, for 90% of it um, and stuff like that. So that was, that was nice to see. Um, besides all that, um, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Brian Dennehy as, uh, as the father. I thought he, uh, he had an element of just, he's kind of one of those old school dads where it's like, he does, I don't think he like runs the company very well, but he's just a face and he, you know, he's generational. So like he has that generational wealth. Um, But I think he played that part really well for the first 30. Um, I think Rob Lowe brings a lot of humor to this movie that uh, reminded me of like Home Alone hijinks in regards to like how his character is like trying to sabotage everything. Um, For example, he drives over one night to the factory and there's a dog on a chain, but the dog like can't make it. But then he tries to shoot out these tires, but he misses and then like cuts the chain of the dog. (laughs) In the shot and then like the dog like attacks him, and it's like doo-doo, 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 like on um, you know jumps to the next scene so uh i thought it was just really strange uh, the more when i read that like rob lowe was like don't tell people i'm in this i thought that was really really funny um in regards to that um but yeah that that's kind of uh that's kind of my generic thoughts on on kind of the 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 story and and some of the some of the actors in the movie uh, hands, I'll toss it to you. Why, uh, you know, why, besides this being uh, an all time, I think you put this in Fave Five comedies, if I'm not mistaken.
2: This is probably uh, my th- what, yeah, this is probably my favorite. I, I don't know where I ranked it in the top five, probably, yeah, close to number one, maybe. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I think I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall's number one, but Tommy Boy was on yeah. the list. Um, yeah. what a so shame. <laughs> let me take it back to you know, like uh, when I when uh, little Chris Hanratty was was nine or 10 years old and i got the the heartbreaking news that i was a little older i'm sorry that chris farley had passed away um probably one of the saddest days of my life um at least top 10 i'll put it up there um but i like it's movies like this that i i will i'm will be the first to say like yes he did three movies that are pretty much the same exact movie with this black sheep and he did an um one with uh uh, matthew perry called almost heroes which i think is extremely underrated if you if you ever have an opportunity to watch that just uh, like watch it once it's very stupid but it's basically this movie and a lewis and clark version of of Tommy boy um are you not a beverly hills ninja guy that's a weird one. I saw I I think I've only ever seen that once. I couldn't rewatch mm. that. It was goofy. Um I mean the they're sequel all goofy. Was
0: uh Beverly Hills Chihuahua, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then which which had its own <laughs> spinoff uh like had seven more of those. Um so I I don't know, like Harry, like you had said. I'm like a sucker for like 90s comedies movies. Like, I some of my favorite comedies are like from the 90s, like this Billy Madison. Like, I feel like between 93 and like, or actually like 90 to 2000, we were eating real good in the PG 13 uh, (laughs) comedy, like with between Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and um, and uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, the coming of age stories with like 10 Things I Hate About You and Can't Hardly Wait. Like, we were we ate really good. And there was like a lull for a while until Superman came out, where we didn't really get those good comedies. We just got mm. awful, like Eddie Murphy movies, like Norbit and Pluto Nash. And, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I had to point them out. Um, and one of the reasons I picked Tommy Boy is because I know you said like you, you may have only seen bits and pieces. I just think like this is a lot of people like. When they watch it, they don't point out that, yeah, I think this movie does have some part to it. Um, it's not like it doesn't slap you in the face with it, but I think it's a real I, I think this is kind of a side of like Chris Farley where it's like, yeah, he's really anytime he was on SNL, he was just like s crazy. Like they would always give him the like absolutely insanity of a role to do like on stage. And I think this was more of a human side to him where he was doing some stupid stuff, but it was like like you know like the cow tipping and like, like he, was a, he was a big dummy but like i i you know i i feel like any like i could have been in that situation at some point like any some of his situations where it was just like more realistic um i'm just saying like I it's not like this isn't i i like a character it, it just seems like it, it could have been more real than than the uh the gap lady he played on a uh, on saturday night live um I think that I, I'm not I'm not a fan of David Spade outside of this movie. I think him and Chris Farley, um, like meshed together so well, and they had a real like a real friendship and like coming from SNL and this, and I think it, it it's shown on screen. Um, Rob Lowe is is probably outside of Chris Farley my favorite part in this movie because he's he's you don't see him in this kind of villain role where he's. Harry, I didn't even think about like a home alone like comparing a home alone like he's a home alone style villain like he's a, a, a he's just as dumb as Tommy boy and uh and yeah, I think I, I, don't know. I just I it's the kind of hijinks movie where it's just it, it's funny how it just gets crazier and crazier where you're just like what can go wrong for like I, you think about a David Spade's character cuz he's just trying to save the business and so is Tommy but Tommy's just a big oaf and he just does like one stupid thing after another, and I think the one point where he like he convinces the waitress to get him to get him wings, and that's like kind of like the turning point of like Tommy can sell just not by normal means, like just you know compared to food, and he's in. Um, I I, just, I I think there is. It's it's a nice little uh, I you can call it like an underdog story, I guess, in terms of business where it's this small town that's about to get wiped out like this. I've never heard of a town that ran off a of break of uh, of the brake pad industry. I didn't think that was the thing, but apparently it is in Callahan um, in Cal- Callahan well, no, they auto parts.
0: they were just auto parts in general. Right. The brake pad was just like the new thing. The new hotness yeah, that the they, they were going to introduce.
2: I yeah. just they say brake pads so much in this movie where I just assume they're a brake pad business. Um it's hey, Callahan listen, Auto work, Parts. You work
1: in the automotive world, my man. You it's, need to yeah, well, brake pads. No so vendors, no good. vendors
2: are Callahan auto parts. Um <laughs> but sorry, uh, Sandusky, Ohio. You I was gonna say Sandusky, down. Ohio, uh, you know, was was uh was uh would have got wiped off the map because if it wasn't for Zelensky and his his uh his greed. Um so I think it was a a nice little underdog story. And I, I just think some of the, that this is like, this is old school eight, like nineties humor that I just think that like, when you go back and rewatch, like I crack up maybe through like 95% of that movie still. And I've seen it at least 50 to 60 times. Um, I, I just, I, I just think it's so silly. The director, um, Peter Siegel or Segal, Sorry, sir, if you're listening and I'm pronouncing this wrong. <laughs> um, he has like that history of like the na- he does the Naked Gun sequels um, like two and three. They're not yeah, as good as one lot of these. But but they have like that slap, like kind of slapstick s- style humor. Um, he and also, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. yeah.
1: He also recently directed uh, My Spy with Dave Bautista, second act with uh, Jennifer Lopez yeah. I kind of enjoyed um, uh,
0: My Spy. There we yeah, go.
1: And uh, I, I think his best known movie is uh, Get Smart. The Steve, because that was like probably after the height or during the height of The Office. Uh, the Get Smart uh, movie with him and uh, Oh, Hathaway. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's also done a bunch of others um, similar in that vein. Like you mentioned, uh, I mean, I don't want to get just like his whole he IMDb, has but yeah,
2: yeah, he has that like that that kind of style where it's just like uh, like you find yourself in these ridiculous situations and, and just brings out humor in it. Um, I love it. Also having know? a little heart, you know, and, and a little heart. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if get smart had heart in it. I didn't watch it. Um, I, you know, I probably won't, but I'll just assume it doesn't wear my spy It's <laughs> not terrible. Um, I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Um, so, yeah. So Greg, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, your thoughts on, on Chris Farley's gem of a movie, Tommy boy.
0: <laughs> uh well as harry alluded to earlier i was actually one of the ones that um mistakenly thought that uh what i had seen was bits was and pieces black of this when it was actually black sheep yeah it's um, the same the movie
2: stuff, it, it really well, the is stuff the stuff i saw movie. from
0: black sheep i really i wasn't into but but this movie mm-hmm. it does have some some charm to it um gotta say i was really disappointed to find out tommy's last name was callahan and not boy uh i think it was just would have played better
1: um one of the better jokes from the movie
0: (laughs) yeah exactly but uh no i don't know it's i'm very kind of torn on this because it, it definitely has some charm and some heart and i feel like this is one of those movies and how you and I were kind of talking offline about this at lunch today, but or, or prior to lunch. But I feel like if I had seen this when it came out, I would have been 11. This would have been like prime target for me. And this yeah. probably would be held in higher regard than I hold it now. But this was my first watch also for this movie and just didn't land. I mean, I don't look when you hear holy shnikes three times in 30 minutes it's like all right i get it like you're doing your shtick and and that's all well and good but like you know it just it felt like an extended snl skit like a skit that would have been you know 10 20 minutes well not 20 minutes no skit goes 20 minutes but (laughs) it it just went on for an hour and a half instead and um I mean, I, I loved Brian Dennehy, and uh, um, I'm sorry, what hair? Uh, what was the actress's name that played oh, the Derek? love interest?
1: No, no, uh, no. 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 Uh, oh, uh, Michelle. Um, uh, Michelle. Well, I know the uh, the character's name is Michelle.
2: Oh my god, I'm
1: blanking. Julie Warner. Julie Warner. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, So I thought she was really good. Uh, like I said, Brian Dennehy, I loved, and Farley. Farley brings some uh, some lovable humor to it david spade um did not buy at all like i just he he came across very grating uh and it always seemed as if he had an ulterior motive even when he turned it around and was genuinely helping tommy uh it just i don't know it's just the type of character that he usually plays just that snide you know
1: Yeah. A lot of snark.
0: Know it all guy. And uh, and, you know, for lack of a better term, a a jerk. He just uh, so when even when he's doing the right thing and and actually trying to help it, I don't buy it. You know, I don't I don't have that buy in. Um, But how dare you slander uh, Joe Dirt? By not bringing that up, because that is his master. I was legit. I was yeah, legit just gonna say like he's <laughs> really Joe good. Dirt.
2: He like plays those like snide like that's like his 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 like schtick, where like I yeah. feel like he plays straight very well. But then I in my head I'm thinking I'm like, oh yeah, he did do Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt
0: is like not. I wouldn't say that's a character that Chris Farley would play, but it's kind of that like naive character who just you know oblivious and that's not the two the typical (laughs) role that spade plays but he kills it in that role yeah um but yeah him him doing the the kind of jerk thing seen it does it in like almost all of his snl skits when he's not playing um you know the uh the son that Matt Foley talks to during his motivational speeches. Cause he also gets yeah. that role. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just, they it kind of drug on a little too long for me. Um, wasn't huge on it. Let me see. Well, let me see what other thoughts I had. Um, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there were some, there were some chuckles. Um, and I just feel like this was a child of greater movies. Uh, You know, if you had to describe this to somebody, I would say it's kind of like planes, trains and automobiles. And Billy Madison had a kid and it it was it didn't (laughs) live up to their parents.
2: I saw your note of that. And I'm going to say something that's probably like probably blasphemous and and probably going to get me kicked off the show for good. But I think. Um, Is plane, that what you're trying to do? Yeah, it's, guys, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been trying. When I said Tommy Boy, I'm like, I'm hoping they're like, you know, I'm just will not jump in the next show. If you, <laughs> if you have anything negative to say about planes and trains and automobiles, you want me to say it, or do you want me to? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm I, just, I'm I, ready to I, kick yeah, you off. It's the called show. hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I, and I don't know. It's because I haven't really seen the movie in a long, long time. I think it's overrated. Oof. Um, it's maybe been like, maybe like 10 years since I watched it. I don't like, I don't like it that much. I, I think it's all right. Um, I, honestly, I don't, I'm not a big John Candy guy. Um, I like him in space balls. Um, but like uncle Buck, that I is think blasphemy. is blasphemy. I think is extremely overrated. And, um, you know, it's a shame too, because as much as I hate uncle Buck, Chris Farley is, is John Candy. Like he basically, that's who he. Him and Belushi, like that—that he wanted to be them, Um, right? And I mean more Belushi than Candy, but I mean like the lifestyle of um of Belushi. But like they—they kind of like were like going down similar paths. I'm not—I'm not a John Candy guy. I think he's just a little too much for me. But I—I and and Steve Martin, don't get me started on him. I'm not a Steve Martin. Like Steve Martin is—is—is crazy. Like I just—he, I don't know. I just don't like him. Interesting sorry man I I, well yeah, that's you know. it's so guys, really um,
0: disappointing and yeah i mean there's no slander for planes and trains and automobiles on this, i will be putting uh, in show, my, so. um,
2: i will be putting in my two weeks uh, <laughs> that's that's your resignation <laughs> my <effective> resignation. immediately <laughs> um but no like i but i saw that but I, I i guess you can kind of like put it in that vein of of like buddy buddy road trip movies yeah. um I wouldn't say Billy Madison. Of course you can. I I wouldn't say Billy Madison. Um, No, you don't think so?
0: Well, so it's interesting because I'm not saying that this movie bit off that because they both released the same. Yeah, both came out in 95. Um, They were probably filming concurrently at some point. But uh, but it definitely has vibes with like the idiot son, you know?
2: It was probably a lot of yeah. that was probably and like Harry mentioned before with like being a Lauren Michaels production like he had that sure, Sandler sure he probably was just like you know what I know it's like you know what the, the kids nowadays love dumb people uh, so let's just right. put them let's just make a movie about them well
1: that's that's the thing I feel like with this movie it's like you could compare Billy Madison to like Waterboy and like Black Sheep to like uh, this movie um in regards to or even happy gilmore uh, i guess to a way i mean adam sandler is lucky you know enough that he's had such a long career that he got to make so many more movies um but like they they both have and that's the thing too like i think that's always great about comedy is like you know chris might not like john Candy or Plane trains and automobiles but like somebody else might be like dude this is great i mean we we're joking before we got on i think caddyshack is is fine and you guys are looking at me like are you are I don't you, think you said it was fine. Uh, I think well you... all right. Well, you know, maybe I was a <laughs> little harsher. No, I can't use it here. Um but uh but you know, so, sometimes like to like that's the beautiful thing about comedy is like sometimes the movies hit you, you know, in the funny bone, and other times you're just like, I think that's that's stupid. So
2: um and I understand definitely that the,
1: I think the why one of the wide widest range is when you talk to like certain people where it's like, Oh, you, you watch that. It's like hilarious. And then, you know, some people are just like, I didn't find it funny.
2: I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and to Greg's point of of saying like, all right, I I didn't see this when I was 11. Like you didn't see it when you were 11. So I could see where if you haven't seen it since it's been out for almost 30 years, like this might be like, it might yeah. not be up your alley, which is, you know, that's common. There's comedies that people love that I don't like. And it's just, you know, the, if that's the nature of, of the movie yeah. business, it's showbiz. Baby. I will
0: give you another uh, hot take. And, and this is along those lines. But a much beloved classic of people from my generation, I didn't see until I was like 25. And I, I, didn't I get it like it,
1: the English patient. Yeah. No. <laughs> Shit
0: It was hold on. i you can guess, Chris, but um it was let me well uh, yeah, just go ahead. Tell me. Did it come did out with. in the
2: eighties? Was it
0: eighties? It did.
2: yeah Princess Pride.
0: No. Ooh, okay, there. never mind. Then I gave up. All right. Uh Harry, you want to take one shot? It's a comedy. Mm, no, there's comedy in it, but it's oh, not a comedy. Okay.
2: Oh, no, I was going straight comedy. Okay. Never mind monster squad top gun i love monster
0: squad top gun i didn't see until recently <laughs> both wrong uh the goonies
2: you've um, talked about this before yes okay i didn't see I that so I, I was forgot.
0: like 25 and i'm like i get the appeal but like it doesn't do anything for me at this age mm. in my life so huh
2: you've been on my twitter you've been on my twitter since the past uh, 72 hours uh
0: i I didn't see any goonies related tweets but (laughs) Uh, there was one
2: (laughs) (laughs) was it sloth i know you're partial to baby roots Um, uh i i it said something like i i i I, maybe something like i'm ready to throw down with someone who says the goonies doesn't age well (laughs) Oh, all
0: right. Well, let's get Mm. the gloves out, my guy. It'll be planes, trains and automobiles versus the Goonies, which, by the way, planes, trains and automobiles is not only fantastic because you've got two comedy geniuses. Say what you want about Steve Martin. You know, maybe he's not the most likable guy, but he knows what he's doing on screen directed by John Hughes. Right. So more pedigree there. And uh, it's like the quintessential Thanksgiving movie. So, I don't know. I I watch it every year for Thanksgiving, and that's legit. Lovely. All
2: right. So, we trailed a little bit off of Tommy Boy, but, I mean, we're having good discussions (laughs) (laughs) here. Because it's going to open up uh, – I'm going to open up, like – and this isn't for a a discussion now. We can discuss it later. I I can open up a John Hughes plethora of hot takes at some point. God, Mm. Uh, Don't want to hear that That right now. It sounds like uh, for your next (laughs) hot (laughs) takes
1: episode, Hans. The next hot takes
2: at, at, like – i i we'll talk john all right. hughes all right cool oh my um, god but i'm just gonna say just because he directed yeah. plane trains and Automobiles means nothing to me
0: okay right. so not You're a fan
2: sure. of film i see <laughs>
0: um or good film anyway uh yeah so i don't know uh, you know just to tie up my my thoughts on this um Uh, There were some chuckle worthy moments. There's definitely a few classic lines that I didn't realize came from this movie. Uh, Ultimately, not my cup of tea, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. Just wasn't necessarily for me.
2: John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock.
0: (laughs) And it's so funny, too, because I. Oh man, I saw that joke coming a mile away when he was when he was filling in the test. I'm like, he's gonna write Herbie. I guarantee it.
2: <laughs> and it's still it's still what like I I cry watching that because it's just like he's so confident <laughs> that it's Herbie. And I still say that when like someone says like I need your John Hancock, I'm like John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock.
1: That's so- one of the things that aged well for me with this movie is that uh, going to college for many years is uh, shouldn't be frowned upon. Everybody's on their own timeline, doing their own thing. It doesn't matter. And uh, Van well, Wilder. Listen, we've, we've all we've all we've all <laughs> and, been and in doctors. there. <laughs> yeah, we've all. all been taking an exam where we're writing down an answer where we feel so confident on and we get that score back. And it's definitely not so or, you know, whatever application for a job or, you know, you're taking a learning course at work and you're like, oh, I know what this means. And you're totally off. Um, Can we talk yeah. about hands? Legit, like crying He's right now. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because
1: right I'm just mute. imagining
2: his goofy face, so confident, and he writes down Herbie
1: <laughs> instead. Of he John. gives himself the nod. Like, um, I'm about to bump my score up by
0: 0.25 just because it elicited that reaction from you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there was, uh, there was the uh, no, like, Greg had mentioned there was the line: "Brothers don't shake hand, brothers hug." That was um, one of them. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, did I Tommy hear a Niner? Wingy.
2: Yeah, Tommy
1: yeah. wingy. Did I hear a Niner in there? Um, when he's, you when call he's giving a walkie <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there, there was, there was a couple moments of good, of good humor in there, but, um, some of the, uh, some of the fat shaming stuff I thought was really mm-hmm. kind of dated and wasn't, got like really old really quickly. But I think like literally just like Greg was saying with Holy Shnikes or when, when uh Chris Farley goes son of a like mm. that and like the fat shaming was like all over this movie. And like meanwhile, all this is happening, and Julie Warner, uh, who plays Michelle is like all all over this guy, like absolutely adores this dude. And is just like sees that he's got a, a heart of gold. And um, I just uh I thought it was I thought it was uncool and it really dates the movie. Um now you, you could say that about many movies, like 40 year old virgin, it really plays with, you mm. know, um Using a couple terms that uh aren't, you know, very much welcome. So I, you know, I tried not to hold that against it too much, but it was definitely kind of frustrating to be like, geez, you know. Um very relatable uh scene as as a bigger as a bigger boy, um, when uh Chris Farley's in the airplane bathroom. And listen, it's the worst obviously outcome of that, but there's been many a times where I have tried to turn in certain places and uh it's tight. You know, it's tight out here for them big boys. So bro. Um, it's uh it's 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 a challenge. Um what about
2: when David Spade walks in and walks right out and he's completely changed and Chris Farley's just like Yeah, like look at him yeah. like what the
1: hell happened? That's that's the way it feels, Hans. That's the way it feels. You see somebody else come and you're come from an area and it's like, How did you fit in here? How did you do this? What this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know
0: what? At, just real quick, one one joke that really did get me, like I legit laughed out loud at, was um when uh the fan goes on and uh David Spade's hair blows off like he's wearing <laughs> yeah. a toupee oh, because yeah, it was yeah. so unexpected. I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh man! And the old lady, the old lady when she was like, what? she's like a whores running around with their little behinds. <laughs> he's like once during the war. I visited a <laughs> prostitute. My life's been a living hell since. Mm. <laughs> See, it's yeah. those little lines that are funny.
1: Yeah, that was that was hilarious. I thought it was great. I, um... I'll agree
2: on the on the fat shame shaming. Um, I, I I will. It's just overdone. I, I think it's, like, I I do think like in certain parts it's funny where like she offers him a donut and he's just like, I have doctors with doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. He's like, yeah. I got a bear claw shoved right here, <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. like little, but like when he's being made fun of, I, I thought it was a little too much.
1: Yeah. It's just like it, when it's like every other character he meets is like doing that <laughs> as opposed to just like, it's the one character in his hometown who just like yells it all the time. Um, And uh, you know, the, to me this felt very much like uh, like similar. And we, we kind of talked about comedians and, and, you know, comedy and who we like and who we do. Like, I really am a big fan and I know a lot of people are of uh, Anchorman Man But this felt like a Will Ferrell comedy to me where like I remember seeing Anchorman when I was probably about 14 and I thought it was like the most raunchiest movie. And like and then you look back and it's like, oh, this was actually rated PG-13. But like it felt like one of those movies to me that I thought would have been probably a little bit more ruthless if it was our who knows how well it would have been <laughs> yeah. dated but like i felt like it was a will ferrell movie like talladega nights or blades of glory which aren't like my favorite will ferrell comedies but like you know for hands it's like oh this is like the pinnacle of like you know not pinnacle but this is like a high comedy point for me with with chris farley's movies and uh got really depressed for a minute when i just was looking up uh chris farley died at 33 i am 34 so um mm-hmm. life comes yep, at you same, pretty fast
2: same age as uh, mm-hmm. jim belushi
1: yeah yeah pretty wild he also he doesn't look 34 it makes me feel a little bit better about myself because people tell me i I still look young
2: so yeah people tell me me. i look like i'm 21 so
1: nah you look like you're 40 man you gotta you gotta quit it thank you um
2: um you just blew my mind because i didn't know that anchorman was um was pg-13 i swear i thought it was r yeah Yeah, Um, i didn't recall that either the DVD, people... I think they released a DVD with like an uncut yeah. version, or like that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. That was rated R, but I thought like theatrically, I thought it was PG thirteen. I mean, I thought it was R.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how like you think back on something, and you're like, oh man, how did they get away with certain stuff? And it's just like, yeah, it was PG thirteen. It was it was fine. I mean, um, they have the one
2: F word in it, so I'm like, okay. yeah.
1: Well, you get you get one of those every movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh Papa, any other any other thoughts on uh on Tommy Boy for you? Crouching Tiger and <sighs> Tommy Boy.
0: No, I just uh I'll I'll give my rating for Tommy Boy. Like I said, you know, had some good stuff, not necessarily for me. I give it 2.5 out of five. So but happy I finally sat through uh this and, and watched it. Check it off. R. I
1: P Chris Farley. Yeah
2: all right chris's mic also yeah his mic died during the recording um because i keep turning off when i cough and all i like i don't know whether or not i i love it you
0: just go on epic grants and we're just watching your lips flat
1: great content what i was just about to say Uh all right well we're talking more. about Greg's score now.
2: Your yeah. score, hands. My score, and this is in terms of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna put this as as a comedy. Like this isn't gonna be on my top ten favorite movies of all time. But in terms of a comedy, I would go like four two, five, maybe four and a half. But again, I'm not gonna put this up there with like Shawshank, and uh, mm, and movies you like just that. Did. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's better all than it's one scale. It's all one scale, so, <laughs> right? Um. <laughs> Right, Sorry, right. well, the, for the record, then I just <laughs> rank
2: this higher than probably most movies that I've seen. <laughs> Jesus. So
1: I, uh, my my score for this movie, I rated it two and a half out of five stars. Would have been two point seven five. We have quarter stars. I would have given it three as well if there were some more unique jokes. I think they went back to the well with certain things a little too much. Um, and as I mentioned before, I was surprised at how much heart the movie had. Um, I was really leaning close to that three mark though for your hands. Um. Cause uh,
2: right. I'm getting no residuals yeah. out of it, so rank it whatever the hell you want. <laughs>
1: All right, good to know.
2: Comparing it with Shawshank, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. They should. They, right. Oh man, There was a missed opportunity what? to remake Shawshank with David Spade and Chris Farley. Oh uh, yeah, that would have yeah. went over like Gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, Shawshank uh, made
1: so much money at the box office. I know, I forgot well, that was a box office too. failure. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, and just if you're listening to. Uh, I black sheep, as much as that is like Tommy Boy and uh, almost heroes, I or I would really recommend watching almost heroes. It's it's a very underrated comedy that most people don't watch. Um, I don't know if you could find it anywhere, so good luck.
1: You heard it here first. Go to go to hands for all your uh,
2: Chris Farley. Yeah, if you I hate Matthew Perry and I think he's hilarious in it, so (laughs) (laughs)
0: um that's interesting. uh let's well let's do a quick look and see if it's available anywhere Hoopla, who oh, somebody has
1: that. wait I did, what? I did... Hoopla. Hoopla. Who, yeah, I think he could rent oh, it on prime. prime. I, I was going to I watch did it. Uh, no, not on Hulu. I did forget to mention I probably definitely would have rated this 3 stars if it didn't cost me uh 3.99 to rent. So thank you for that I appreciate
2: that. You could have uh, bought yeah. it off, off me. I'm sorry. What was what was we Papa had a fork of... over?
0: Well, yeah. First of all, there was that. Second of all, there was the late choice of it.
2: <laughs> now, it I'm wasn't sorry about that, that. I'm sorry late. about that. Now, but go? I'll give you. I'll give you both. I'll of them or you both like four bucks or however much it costs. The, the, oh, all right, look at that. Keep we your, your dirty Tommy boy money. I'll yeah. buy you lunch. Are you got, I'll buy you lunch next time we're all in the office together. There you go. It's more than four dollars, so I'm excited. (laughs) They get so yes. That's
1: that's why I like Crouching Tiger so much. I just popped on HBO Max and boom, there it was. Uh, Well, no. In my
2: defense, it was literally like on Netflix in July because I watched it in July, and they they took it off, and Mm. or at some point, they was on streaming somewhere, and then they. I think you
1: just wanted to watch your friends blow four dollars. That's all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's my goal
2: life.
1: Yeah, I got some 1930s obscure. I got some 1930s <laughs> obscure movie. you Got to pay 40 bucks for for hands. I could have let you borrow
2: it. I could have let you borrow it on blue on
1: DVD. I know, but I wanted I wanted the moment where I sat here on the podcast and told you it cost four
2: bucks and for you to feel. Well, now I wish it would have got residuals the four dollars was worth it just for that moment. <laughs> I wish, yeah, I wish I was, I wish I was getting residuals. That would have some yeah. of that would have went to me. Oh. Yeah, in that, right. in that well, I apologize. Gentlemen, lunch is on me next time. (laughs) All right.
0: I can't wait to throw lunch on you. Um, All right. Well, that has been the pod. Uh, Any final thoughts? Anything for the peeps here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited for the next time I see Hanratty for lunch. Uh, Sean, if you're out there, you won't be there for it. But uh, I was going to say, I'm excited (laughs) to buy every single type of chip there and a whole meal and uh, buy a couple beverages to stock up in the fridge for later. Um, But no, thanks guys for listening. Um, Appreciate your time. Hopefully, um, you know, either if you haven't seen these movies, you know, maybe we got you uh, interested uh, and wanting to go check them out. Um, You know, one at least one of them. One's a (laughs) now one's a comedy classic. and, And one is a, is a martial arts, uh, elegant film. So um He's just thrown out classic now, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I think, I think for a certain generation, people would consider this a classic. I'm trying to pump it up for hands. I'm trying to get him that extra coin. He owes sure, us lunch, sure. man. So fair. All
2: right. all right. Hands. Anything for the peeps? So all of a sudden I, I got a movie that I've come up as 30 years ago. And yes, it is a classic, but then uh, Harry mentions a, a, a movie from like the, the stone age in black and white with paper moon. <laughs> And and no one gives him anything. We killed the feather Moon. bottom. It was you a little better like than Paper I thought. Moon. I thought it was okay. <laughs> oh, but I, everyone, it's been fun. I you know as as we've been alluding to this whole episode, this is my last episode um, because apparently I'm, <laughs> I'm bleeding money. I'm bleeding money for this podcast, so <laughs> it's not financially uh, responsible to keep me around. <laughs> and uh, and I pick bad movies. <laughs> so uh, it's been fun. No I, I, said I really they were bad. I really had a lot of fun with these two. Um, so in, in two weeks, you'll get up uh, hot takes with uh, oh, yeah. Harry. <laughs> Just hot takes, Sans. Right. With- uh, yeah, Sands. Ha- <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to make it. Sans Sans hands.
0: I like that. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys, everybody for listening. As always, uh, we hope you had fun. Uh, stay safe. Enjoy the summer as it comes to a close. Mm-hmm. Tell those people you love them. And as always, make sure you live spicy. Spicy.
1: Live spicy. (laughs) (laughs)